Hey, bestie. What's up, girl? Hey, does anyone ever ask you, like, oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about? Yeah, okay, so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's, we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say, but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this. And so it's just like, so Farron, what does that mean? Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that lots of times I should know by now, but essentially I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives and through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. So we're book study experts and we know how to analyze, pull apart and take that through the Christian lens, and that's kind of what we do here. And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, you're self-help books, and they might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view. Right, so whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author's written, just know that when you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. I hope you will. Yay! Here we go! Episode 177, Getting Closer to Heaven. I don't know, does that just mean because I'm getting closer to, to dying? I don't know. <laughs> I am Rahab. <laughs> Chapter 6, which is titled... I am flawed. I was thinking about your question about being closer to heaven, and maybe you can be closer to heaven currently without... Not, not like Babylonian style, where we're building things. No. I meant like... neither here nor there i am flawed is the chapter yes so is my statement we used to as we've said go pew 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 but we also often rhymed with the episode numbers and chapter titles and all the things see but you were the rhymer so i didn't have to do that and make terrible statements still under the weather here so no extra brain power (laughs) for that okay but we are on chapter seven which means we've covered chapters one through six one i am right chapter six Oh, I thought seven. Oh, because episode 77. 177. Gosh, okay. So we are on We're chapter... We're all flawed. <laughs> <laughs> we are on chapter six, which means we've covered chapters one through five. Chapter one, I am Rahab, all about introducing her story. Two, I am Autumn, talking about the author. Three, the season. Four, being a good listener, listening for God. Five, once you listen to him, chances are you're going to be presented with a risk. Welcome. So how do we navigate those risky promptings mm-hmm. from the Lord? And once again, number six, today's topic, all about being flawed. So, newsflash, that's everybody. Yeah, Just in Welcome. case. Remember, we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. We all fall short of the glory of God. So, specifically, we're talking about the way Autumn wrote this chapter. It talks about the time when Rahab lies to the guards and sends sends them down like oh they went this way so we all know that lying is a sin but sometimes whether whatever church you grew up in or whatever generation you grew up in sometimes that was taught that that lie was okay because she was trying to save them or whatever excuse we're going to use there but we're going to know walking into this that lying is a sin that was a sin that Rahab committed Did she have good intentions? Yes. Did that make it the right way to do it? No. But God is a redeeming God. So now we're going to talk about what happens next. Yes. God continues to bless his people despite being sinners. Look at that. Every time. Jesus died on the cross and guess what? Jesus died on the cross and guess what? We're still sinners. We still mess up. So is lying a sin? Yes. Why did God, you know, 
help Rahab in her mission because that was his plan and he's going to do what he wants. And again, our sins are forgiven. God does what he wants. He blesses his people, those that show faith. So despite their sins, God's going to come through and fulfill his plans. Yep, so we wanted to preface all of that. And I like this quote. I'm just going to read it from her book. It says, I believe the Lord allowed the messiness to be included in the text to challenge us and teach us about his heart. While God would never approve of a lie, he chose to work a miracle in spite of it. Yeah, there's plenty of other people from the Bible, too, um, that God continues to use and give additional opportunities and bless. For example, Peter, uh, he was kind of a big shot one of the disciples, and he denied knowing Jesus. One of the top three, right? Like, he was, like, one of the three closest? Yeah. I feel like I heard that somewhere. Yeah. Like, the group of three, and then the group of twelve. But I think Peter was one of the three. I just, my favorite thing from the Gospels is whichever one writes that he got to the tomb first, and they all started (laughs) running to see if Jesus' body was missing. I got there first. Yeah, in Old English, it's like... But the faster one. <laughs> I, the faster one. Um, yeah. The one who ran the hurdles. Yes? Yes. Count it. It might have been the only thing he ever won in his life. People oh. give it to him. Anyways, Peter, a very close disciple of Jesus, even denied him. And then when Jesus resurrected and he saw Jesus on the shore, he asked him three times, do you know who I am? And redeemed him. So if you are flawed, this is going to be the theme. You can still be used for God's purposes. You're not out of the running Ever? Yeah. If you're a believer, you never, never cut yourself out. Never out of You're the on team winner, which is awesome. Yes. You're the guy who makes it to the tomb first. You win. Yay. Even when you lose, you are still even, winning. Even when you're taking the L's on this side of heaven, it's fine because you're going to win in the end. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Okay, so Rahab, we can speculate. Maybe she, she was very good at her job, so she needed to probably keep secrets of sort. Uh, and lying came really easy and natural to her so my question you do not have to answer this directly Farron but listener maybe journal this later is there some sort of sin that is a constant temptation like a little white lie there or oh sorry the product didn't come in when really you hadn't made it yet or I don't know is and you don't again you don't I'm putting you on the spot right now but there is a regular sin yeah. Typically, that we all have. Worry tends to be something I struggle with a lot, even to the point of saying I'm not worried, which is then worrying and lying. Um, <laughs> Compounding sins, Baron. And again, the people pleasing in me, I'm not always good at being as honest. And also, if it's going to cause confrontation, then I'm really not going to say mm-hmm. it. And so, anywho, if I feel like it's a life or death or a big thing or the Holy Spirit won't stop pushing me to say something, then I'll finally say it. Yeah. So I'm getting better in that area. But worrying and then, you know, not lying. <laughs> you know omission. Ah, oh, the omission. That's the word I was looking for. I'm going to, because pleasing and non-confrontational trump discomfort, which we talked about comfort yeah. being the enemy last chapter. And that could even further look like... Oh, well, you don't want to make them feel bad before they go to work, or you don't want to make them, like, you you're could, doing them a favor. You could, yep, you can let, you can let Satan help you justify that all day long all if you wanted. day Ooh. long. What yeah. about you, Brooke? Ugh. <laughs> oh, man. So, it's just so funny how opposite we are. <laughs> 
I am confrontational. And when someone's doing it wrong, they need to know, which is not good. And that's super judgy. And I need to get better at it. I'm chipping away at it. Because step one was, you don't have to always say it. Good Lord. And then step two is, you don't always have to think it either. So it's been over time having to see it. I think empathy is a big player in the game and I have gotten better at empathy over the past few years of you know feeling your feelings and emoting thank you therapy so I'm better at trying to get the judgment the judgy ugly side of it there's a difference between calling out your brother when they're stumbling or Farron if you were struggling with something I know that I could tell you not in a rude or ugly way but it's because I love you what was that line at church I love you but I love God more Mm. And I feel compelled to tell you blank. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I just need I to say it with a smile, one. right? <laughs> say it with a smile. So, yeah, I would say being too judgmental, that is ugly. It is ugly, ugly. Ugh. I don't like that part about me. I'm working on it. So, yeah. Well, turns out that Satan uses our flaws to convince us that we're disqualified from many blessings from mm-hmm. God. Whether that's being a part in furthering his kingdom or having our sins forgiven. Yeah, like I can't lead someone else because I've done blank, 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 or mm-hmm. I still struggle with blah. Exactly. And to me, that's the takeaway from this chapter is that imperfect people are often most equipped to help imperfect people. They've been in that situation, they can share what's worked for them. You're also probably as the recipient, more likely to hear from somebody who's had a similar sin struggle or been through something similarly. I have not lost a child that's been born. And so if somebody lost a child, I would show up every way possible. But I'm sure somebody would rather seek counsel or mentorship uh, from somebody who has also lost a child this side of heaven. And so... I just, that's kind of how I put it in perspective. So if you are imperfect because you've had some type of sin, let's say you had an affair, it's destroyed your life, you're trying to rebuild it, okay? You probably don't want to hear from someone that's never struggled with temptation in that area, or man, maybe they've had an affair, but they haven't put their life back together, even close, or they've had seven and might think that there's a chance they're going to have more, right? So if you have an imperfect past and you're working towards the other side of it, just know that I think that's one way that God redeems um, our past transgressions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And sometimes it's not this, well, the sin is the problem, but also it's what you're letting it, how you're letting it affect you. Like you were saying, Farron, the whole theme of disqualification, you're never too far gone. God can always redeem it. Man, I'm late to the game on reading Redeeming Love and watching the movie, and I have all the feelings about it. So if you haven't seen or read it, read the book first because it's better, but then watch the movie and then cry your eyes out. And then you realize how broken we are and how awesome God is and how we need to treat each other too. Like if you're the person on the other side of the affair, how, how yes, everybody's broken, but we still are called to love compassionately no matter what. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it easy. I like what Autumn says too. She says, your problem is not your sin. Your problem is acting as though the cross is less powerful than your sin. Mm -hmm. So uh, I like kind of putting it in that perspective. It helps me get outside of myself 
Like, okay, well, if you believe this to be true, again, matching the lies that Satan's telling you, the lies in your head with the truth of Scripture, okay, then you are, in fact, saying that your sin is more powerful than God. Mm -hmm. Your sin somehow trumps Jesus going and dying on the cross for you and his resurrection and the whole shebang. And I know that you probably don't agree with that to be true. (laughs) So... Um, it just, again, helps put it in perspective and shut down those lies that aren't coming from God. What does God want? He wants to forgive you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to use you to further his kingdom. So anything other than that, unless you haven't, you know, seek in forgiveness and recognize it as a sin and accepted that responsibility. But anything besides that, that's probably not coming from God. Yeah, forgiveness is final, period. That. With that, that is not a license to sin. We still want to grow closer to God. Not like, woohoo, I'm saved. I'm going to go do this all the time. No, forgiveness is final. But we also need to just try to stop sinning as well. Yeah, reconciliation for sure. But when we do fall, in the in Proverbs twenty four sixteen, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. Sometimes that's the help with your community. Like, we're picking you back up, If even if you don't want to get back up. We're, come on, we're going. Mm-hmm. And just to reiterate, she says, stop opting out of God's plan for you. Satan wants you to stay incarcerated. He wants you to dwell on your sin so that it defines you and robs you of what God intends. God, on the other hand, so to those that are trying to distinguish, are these thoughts mine, God's, Satan's, the flesh? Okay, God wants you to put your faith in him and not to disqualify yourself when he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something called imposter syndrome where you feel that it's the overarching theme of you're not blank enough to be able to do whatever you need to do for God. So kick imposter syndrome to the curb. That is from the devil. Yes. And if you don't know where to start, Second Samuel twenty four fourteen says, Let us now fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great. But do not let me fall into the hand of man. So you might need to seek wise counsel, but we are all about therapy and counseling, but uh, we would recommend a Christian counselor. If you're not ready to share it with someone, even in a therapy office, then start with God and Jesus in his word. So let us fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercies are great. That would be a good starting spot. Speaking of flaws, sometimes we're just born with, quote, flaws or, quote, things that are stumbling blocks or obstacles that come naturally to us whether it's so fair in you with reading and dyslexia that is a natural stumbling block for you mm-hmm. but you have found a way to push through it and overcome did you know about seven years ago i did not talk in front of anybody publicly it was terrifying didn't want to get up on stage ever Like, I would pass out, throw up kind of thing. Like, I didn't even want to be on the stage at my own wedding. (laughs) Because it was in front of people. And then I had to talk. And then God so kindly said, hey, um, you're going to be speaking for me. And I said, LOL, LOL, LOL. You're really funny. And then it made me think of Moses. Because Moses is like, "Mm mm-mm, I stutter. And he's like, "Mm, I'm going to send your bestie Aaron. And then, ironically, God said, "Mm, I'm going to send your bestie Farron. (laughs) And so here we are with a podcast. Welcome. Here we are. I like it. You can't read and I can't talk. It's great. We'll go together. Here we are, reading and talking. (laughs) Look at God. (laughs) So something I've struggled with, too, that's on the topic of being flawed is uh, chasing perfection. Blah. Chasing perfection. 
And uh, Brene Brown talks about this concept a lot, too, that, you know, if you're chasing perfection, I'm not going to say it as eloquently as her, so this is my interpretation from the Book of Farron. Book of Farron. Okay, is that, you know, perfection is kind of a form of procrastination. Yeah. Or I'm going to use the word, because I've thought about it a lot, like kind of a cop-out. When yeah. you, it sounds nice, kind of like in an interview when somebody says, what are your weaknesses? And you share strengths as yeah. your weaknesses. Yeah. Like, I just work so hard. I go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, I want everything to go out very clean, neat, and orderly. And yeah. So perfectionism kind of is the same way. Like, well, it's not perfect yet, so I'm not going to start. Or I'm not going to put this out into the world. Or I'm not going to approach that person because I want the situation to be perfect. Never in the history of ever was anyone perfect at anything when they started, except for Jesus. Besides yeah. that, everybody in the Bible, everybody on the earth, no one, okay, it's easy to go back to the walking analogy. When was a baby just like, Mm-mm, nope, I'm not going to crawl until I can actually run. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's not how brains work. Exactly. And so, again, when you... Look at some of these lies. Like, wouldn't you want to put your best foot forward? And wouldn't you want it to be great and not full of flaws, whatever you want to do or try or put out into the world? But uh, once again, if you kind of think of it from a different perspective, Autumn says, Satan whispers to us in such a way we actually believe we can achieve some level of perfection. Yet he also knows the only perfect human was Jesus Christ. If he can get us running after something we can never possibly achieve, we'll stay busy and remain in bondage while trying to hide our imperfections, insecurities, and flaws. Mm. So sometimes I think people think they have a positive mindset. Yep. But um, back to, like, white lies or what is it? I, I think I don't like the word usage, but I didn't get to pick the words. Is it the lies that tickle our ears or something from Scripture? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. But someone out there, it bothers them to end that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that, like, even the lies will sound good sometimes. Yeah. They might not always be hateful. And so you might think, oh, I don't struggle with Satan attacking me. My thoughts are pretty positive and have a good spin on them. You might just take them through a second, take a second look at those and see if maybe they're still holding you back in yeah. some way. That all goes back to capturing your thoughts. Switch on your brain mini series. Episodes, I think, what, 55 through 55 through 62. Switch on your brain. And last but not least, some people, when they come up with reasons to not read the Bible, they think it's full of perfect people that did perfect things. And in fact, you quickly find out that it is full of lots of people that did terrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, God redeems them, redeems the situation, saves his people mm-hmm. time and time again. A few yep. people... Like, who's its wife that turns around and looks and turns into... Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Just don't look. Like, no! what, do you, what happens when you say, don't look? Like You absolutely look. Getting changed I would not have made it room? back in biblical times. Okay. Would not. No. I get it. And then I'm like, her husband only didn't look because he saw what happened to her. Ooh. <sighs> don't look at the Ark of the Covenant. I've seen Indiana Jones. Oh All those people God. look. <laughs> No, but remember the locker room, you'd be like, don't look, and everyone goes, huh? Yeah. Mind your business. So you gotta pause. You say don't look, you wait for everyone to look, and then you say, I said not to look, and then they look away, and then you get changed. For any middle school people listening out there, you're welcome. Oh my goodness. Fun times. All right. 
Well, that was I Am Flawed, Chapter 6. We'll see you next week for Chapter 7. Bye! Bye! I figured I'd say bye that time. Let's I don't both know. say bye. What do you think? Bye! <laughs> We're really good at segues. <laughs> and sound effects, right. Yes, so that's the end of our episode. But if you find yourself wanting more, and who could blame you? Brooke, <laughs> tell them where they can find us we, Monday through Friday. We have a lovely website. It's wittyandgritty.blog. You can go there. It has every mini-series ever we've done. What about the socials, Farron? Yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily, but we yeah. do also have um, a Pinterest account, so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, we release episodes every Wednesday, so you can count on us. Be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to go and find it every week. Yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go technologies and Uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. This episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.